With the days getting warmer and longer, many of us will be looking forward to enjoying more time in our gardens. And for those seeking inspiration, the good news is that BBC Gardeners World Live is back at the NEC in Birmingham from Thursday the 15th to Sunday the 18th of June. Among the many experts who will be there to share their vast wealth of knowledge and experience is a self-confessed digital nomad who's been reporting his travels and horticultural findings through the Mr Plant Geek website. I'm delighted that Michael Perry joins me on the line. Michael, really good to catch up with you again. First of all, I mean, digital nomad, have you been on some tremendous travels recently? Uh, where have I been? Most recently, I was in Italy, actually. I was asked to judge at their their version of Chelsea Flower Show, which was a real honour. Yeah, so I spent a couple of extra days there. So I, I can't complain. I often kind of hook on some personal travel onto a nice kind of botanical trip. So, yeah, I love it. But did you, did you find anything unusual or exotic while you were there? Well, actually, at this show, they I, I said to them, this is really such a good quality show and i don't think they quite realized how distinctive and unique a lot of the suppliers there were there were guys that breed insect eating plants so you know new versions of venus flytraps saracenia there was some gorgeous cottage garden style plants drought tolerant plants it was really really extensive and of course citrus which to them feels really boring and every day but to me as an english visitor i was like whoa there's about 50 different types of citrus. There's even one that looks like small cherries as well. It's just, it was such an eye opener. It was really, really interesting. And that is why I love to travel because then I see horticulture, how it's done in so many different locations. And you always learn something, bring, bring something back from there as well, whether that's a, a new trend or a, a new plant you didn't know before. Hmm. Now, you're going to be on the Gardener's World Live Theatre, uh, the big stage uh, at the show. Um, can you give us a quick a quick insight, a quick sneak preview of what you might be talking about? Of course. The moment you said big stage, I'm like, oh, gosh, <laughs> I feel nervous now. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be doing the Weird and Wacky Plant Show, which is actually a show that I've done for quite a few years now, all, all around the world. So audiences have seen it in Japan, Canada, US, which is basically primarily a PowerPoint, which shows you lots of pictures, video of the biggest plant in the world, the smallest plant in the world, unluckiest plant in the world but also with some live demonstrations as well. So the audience will get to try Miracle Fruit, which is a fruit that changes sour flavors to sweetness. They'll get to see Venus flytraps working. We'll, we'll show them the most interesting part of a Venus flytrap, which is not the fact that it can catch insects as well. It's the fact that it can count. So we'll have a lot of fun with plants over that few um, half an hour or so. A Venus flytrap can count. Did I hear, oh, that? Yeah. Did I hear that right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, I don't know if I want to give too much away, but we'll we'll test it with the audience at the weekend. At yeah, the, you, you see, yeah. you've intrigued me now because I was going to ask you what the, <laughs> what the most uh, unluckiest plant was. But let's save that for the show. Let's save that because that's going to be a, sure you're there. a big reveal. <laughs> now, you're on this um, main theatre um, rubbing shoulders with the likes of Monty Don and Adam Frost. Carol Klein, Alan Titchmarsh. Um, so you've sort of you've you've moved into rubbing shoulders with that big league this year, haven't you? <laughs> I guess so, but I don't know. It's it's strange in a way because sometimes when there's people that you've watched since you're a kid, there you've always got this moment, this kind of like pinch me moment. But still, at the end of the day, in that context, they're your colleagues. You know, you're all there to do the same job as well. So it's kind of there's this moment where you're like, oh. 
this is cool. But you kind of soon you kind of soon get over that and just talk to everyone on a level, and they are at the end of the day they're doing the same job that you are as well. So, and I'm not I'm not the type to ask for autographs or selfies. So you know, <laughs> I'm sure you'll be asked for some. I wouldn't worry about it. Now, um, you also have a brilliant uh, and award winning, in fact, uh, plant based podcast that you do mm-hmm. with uh, your good friend Ellen Mary. Um, I, are you also into house plants as well, or are you a, an outdoor plant sort of plant geek? No, I would be both. I think sometimes because house plants are the big trend, I often get caught up in that trend and kind of swept away. And everyone's like, they see me talking about plants, they're like, "Oh, you must be a house plant expert." What's what's wrong with my ficus? But I haven't <laughs> necessarily got that kind of knowledge base. But of course, yeah, I know a lot of the basics. I'm mostly like with all of my work, I'm mostly interested in what's new, new varieties, new trends, different ways to use plants as well. So that's kind of where my interest in indoor plants comes into it, kind of, you know, looking at the unique stuff, the weird stuff, weird and wacky plants mm. at the end of the day. Yeah. BBC Gardeners World Live is at the NEC in Birmingham. The dates for your diary, Thursday the 15th of June to Sunday the 18th of June. There is lots of information on the website, bbcgardenersworldlive.com. And remember, tickets to BBC Gardeners World Live will also get you entry into BBC Good Food Show Summer. Um, Now, uh, there's lots of uh, display gardens, fantastic show gardens uh, there, Michael. And there's an increasing sort of focus, if you like, on how gardening plants, horticulture has an impact on on our well-being. Um, And and, and that seems to be really, really important now. Oh, it really is. And like... Everything's changed, really, because plants are very much in the spotlight now and horticulture, growing your own, having some houseplants as well, which is completely different to when I was younger. And I think you certainly saw with um, the main flower show, Chelsea, that people are really wanting to plant different gardens. They're looking for plants that are more botanical, more better for wildlife as well. And it's really this is knocking on. And, you know, we're at the end of the day, we're the educators. So we're the ones that you know, are leading this. So the more that we show this, the more the public changes the way that they not only use plants in their gardens, but, you know, enjoy the well-being from plants and recognise the well-being that plants give you as well. So all of those properties. Some of those amazing gardens are curated in such a way that they... They impact so many of the senses, mm. don't they? I remember walking uh, yeah. into one where, uh, as you walked in, I think you trod on lemon verbena at the edge of the path oh, or something. And that, cool. and in because it, it was always warm at BBC Gardeners would like yeah. that smell just lifted, and that that's that smells yeah. an incredible one with plants, isn't it? Oh, absolutely! But not just smell, but also touch as well. You've got plants like lamb's ears, senecio angel wings that feel like puppy's ears as well it's also about sound think about bamboo rustling grasses as well and and also sight you know the fact that you sitting looking at plants helps patients to recover more quickly from illnesses you know good for your well-being this is why you know house plants are great because it's kind of softening indoor decor giving you that focus as well so it's it's all of the senses are delighted by plants. Hmm. Now, and <clears throat> I understand you've got a, a relatively small um, and new suburban garden, and mm-hmm. which will actually probably resonate with uh, with quite a lot of people coming to the show. Not everybody has, you know, half an acre of garden mm. to, to plant their own in. Um, what sort of things would you advise people if they're coming to the show looking for inspiration? What would you advise them in a, in a way to maximise the space that they've got? 
Hmm, I don't know, because um, I would say, first of all, yeah, I have got a very small urban garden. And to be honest, I would be nervous to have anything bigger <laughs> because it's actually <laughs> quite a nice space to work with. I would say to anyone, kind of throw out of the window your typical view of a garden. You don't have to have a lawn in the centre. You don't have to have a lawn at all. You know, my garden is all based around a central concrete platform, which sounds weird to some. And they're kind of like, oh, concrete. They get nervous. But of course, no, I've got it kind of packed with borders that are great for pollinators. It's just that middle surface. And and I, I chose not to have grass because it's not great for wildlife. And also, to be honest, how often do you lay on the grass in your own garden or have a picnic in your own garden? So I know it's a little bit different if you've got children out there, but certainly for myself, it really worked to kind of throw everything on its head and fill the borders with plants that were great for pollinators. But I had a bit of a problem. I never stopped planting. (laughs) (laughs) But this actually turned out to be really quite cool because the more plants you have in borders, the less kind of soil surface there is for weed seeds to actually develop. So I've hardly got any weeds because the plants are packed with borders that are plants that I've chosen. But also it keeps the moisture locked in as well, because, of course, there isn't any bare soil, which is evaporating. So kind of the way that, for example, my parents would grow with lots of bare soil around the plants and kind of everything neatly laid out is kind of not the way that I'm planting. But actually, it's surprisingly easier to maintain as well. And of course, better for the pollinators, too. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of talk at the moment, Michael, isn't there, about um, what's the phrase that's been used? Rewilding. And, mm. and seeing what we've traditionally considered to be weeds yeah. as our friends, and and equally, it's probably even more controversial, we've got to be nice to slugs and snails. Yeah, well, this is all about kind of making sure the natural food chain exists in your garden, because, of course, the best way to get rid of slugs and snails is to actually have more birds in the garden, because mm. they want to feed on the slugs and snails. More ladybirds means less aphids. So it's about making sure that natural food chain is in place, which means that everything will kind of look after itself. You know, we spent so many years trying to control gardens, but now we're just giving them a little helping hand in this direction or that direction. You know, I understand people's kind of worries about weeds because they have been nicknamed weeds because they're some of the more invasive plants. But of course, you can have a helping hand with that and enjoy dandelions in the border, but don't let them go to seed, for example. You can have an area where you allow nettles to grow, but don't let them run all through the border. So it's about kind of managing gently rather than kind of this tough control that we always seem to approach with gardens. Mm, Absolutely. Um, Now, there's always lots to see at Gardeners World Live, but also plenty to buy. Um, The Floral Marquee is just one of my favourite places. It's an absolute assault on the senses. Now, you've travelled extensively and seen thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of different plants. Is there a chance that somewhere at the show there'll be something new that you might have your eye on? Oh my gosh, all over the place. Yeah, it's, uh, what I know about gardening, what I know about plants is kind of minimal compared to what is out there and what is still to be discovered. So there's always something exciting for me in the floral marquee, whether that's a new plant, new product, or an existing plant that has been reimagined, or just a plant that I hadn't caught my eye before, you know. And mm. it's it's about the way they're then displayed on some of these amazing displays by all of the suppliers. And also in there, you're getting so much knowledge firsthand from independents that know these plants inside out. So it's kind of quite different to going along to a, you know, a DIY store, for example. You're kind of there 
really getting that focused attention and that is why it's great to support that marquee bbc gardeners world live is at the nec in birmingham the dates for your diary thursday the 15th to sunday the 18th of june lots of information on the website bbcgardenersworldlive.com and particularly information on how you can get tickets and remember the brilliant michael perry will be there on saturday and sunday sharing his knowledge from his travels uh, michael um i'm i wonder whether on uh, all your travels all of the exotic things that you've seen um what has been a uh, double question what's been your favorite <laughs> surprise find and the most unusual thing Oh my gosh. Hmm. Well, I kind of, I really have these very unique insect eating plants in my head from, uh, from the Autocola, the Italian show that I spoke about, because they were breeding them with different colors, different uh, distances between the teeth as well. That was really, really special. Also, I'm kind of like many people obsessed with iris at the moment, bearded iris. These are some of the first plants that I learned to grow and divide and care for with my grandma. So some lovely memories of those at Chelsea. And there's a new plant, which hopefully will be at Gunners World Live, which was second place in plant of the year. And this is a hydrangea called Euphoria Pink. And that is really another plant I'm kind of obsessed with at the moment. <laughs> I get obsessed with plants every so often, but no one's complained about that. <laughs> so you've just come back from Italy. Uh, just finally, where are you off to next? Have you got some uh, plans for, for the rest of this year? Yeah, I'm actually in Holland from Sunday, and it's the flower trials, which is where a lot of the industry kind of breeders and growers open their greenhouse doors and show brand new plants, brand new trends. So I'll be coming actually directly from there to Gardeners World Live. So I'll probably have a few new ideas up my sleeve, even on the Saturday. Fantastic. <laughs> Michael, it's been really good to catch up with you. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, for anybody else like me who is desperate to know how a Venus flytrap can count, <laughs> then you're going to reveal all on the Saturday and Sunday at the show. But for now, Michael, many thanks. Thank you very much.